we're rolling over the ball now. Yeah. All right. Hey, everybody. We're back with episode number 30 of Original versus Cover with DJ Crystal Clear. Hi. I'm DJ Crystal Clear here in the world-famous As It Should Be Studios in Crooklyn, New York, with... My fantastic engineer, you know, I was just getting ready to say, we're, could you we're pl- in the dark. <laughs> could you please turn a light on? Like, <laughs> as it should be, studio sitting in the dark again. My engineer, Doctor Paul Berlino, who is literally brightening up the studio. With yeah, quite literally. On. Uh, look. Oh my God! I can see you. You're not in shadow. Yes. Perfect. Okay, so this is going to be a special episode because, <laughs> oh, you know. Damn, damn the times. There a joke. There was a joke I wanted to make, and I can't do it now. Oh, you can't. What? Well, you know. Oh, okay. We'll we'll, we'll get we'll get canceled. We'll get, oh shit. Okay. So this is a special episode, and it's been a long time coming. Because it's been two and a half, almost three years now, with episode number thirty. This is a big milestone. Thirty. Yeah. Well, no, actually, uh, it's still twenty nine. We're just gonna keep saying it's twenty nine until until. <laughs> For years. years, yeah, yeah, it's twenty nine point twenty nine yes. point oh, zero. What's episode? Oh, it's still oh twenty nine. Wait, wasn't the last one twenty nine? No, 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 it's, no. it's twenty nine. Uh, it's twenty nine point two. So this is going to be an all Beatles, 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 Ooh. Beatles cover wow. thing. Yeah, because we've talked about this before, and uh, yeah, so it's going to be all covers of Beatles songs. Wow. Yeah, man. So, and this is going to cut down on time recording this because we don't have to listen to the original version. Yeah, we won't have to listen to any of it. (laughs) Yeah. So, song number one is called Savoy Truffle. And it was recorded by the Beatles in 1968 from their White Album called the beatles racist a racist <laughs> uh, fucking racist beatles even even their album is racist is white come on. come on and uh the cover that i have is done by ella fitzgerald and it was released as a 45 single the following year in 1969 have you ever heard that actually i i think i knew about that but i don't think i've heard it heard it okay so let's talk about the original version Okay. <laughs> Anything you'd like to say about it, Paul? <laughs> oh, oh, you're looking for pearls. <laughs> yes, I'm pearls looking for, for me. pearls from you. Yes. Uh, all I know about that is that George wrote that uh, base because of uh, Eric Clapton's uh, obsession with sweets. Oh, re- oh, it was really? from, from from what I've read. Oh, interesting. Uh, also, I have read. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I did not know that. Interesting. Yeah. Savoy Truffle. Because, well, you know, Eric Clapton probably got stoned or whatever, and he would, like, you know, probably order up, yeah, you know, expensive-ass chocolates and just like... Right. You know, or, or whatever, you know, like cupcakes and shit. Yeah. We need sweets. We need sweets. This is a song that I heard for a really long time. <gasps> Excuse me, but didn't know that that was the name of it. I was just like, oh, that song. I just didn't... This yeah. is before I got the album. The kind of groovy George Harrison song. Yeah, and I was like, oh, this is cool. And then finally, I was... Mm, this is like junior high school or something. And uh, some it was on the radio. And I was like, oh, yeah, there's that song, that George Harrison song. I love that song. And then the DJ was like, yes, and the Savoy Truffle by the Beatles. And I was like, Savoy Truffle? What is that? That's a weird name. But now that we know it was actual candy... That makes sense. 
Yes. Uh, is there anything you'd like to say about the any gearhead stuff, like the, <laughs> you know how they recorded it, or anything that you want to talk about? Uh, no, not really. Other, other than probably John and George, probably uh, John, John and Paul probably thought it was beneath them or some shit, and you know, and right. John probably isn't on the track or something. But I'm, <laughs> but I'm just making that shit up. So that isn't actually necessarily the deal. The truth, yes. Yeah. All right, so we're gonna listen to this cover and then uh, pick pick a winner. Sounds like it sounds like the exact it's it's the exact same arrangement just with somebody's grandma singing. <laughs> oh. I mean, Ella Fitzgerald was great, but uh, well, not there. <laughs> I think it's another case of you know like Mel Torme and uh, Dean Martin and all these jazzy Vegasy things. You know, trying to be hipping with it, with the kids right. recording it the new just thing. just wasn't the But, I mean, yeah, it's just a matter of being in your lane. I mean, she can't do justice to, the, justice to that vocally any more than George could do justice to one of her classic Songs. tracks vocally. Yeah. You know? I like it because of the corniness of it. You know, I yeah, like the I Mellotron and... Nah, 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 nah. I like, guess it's, you know, kind of interesting in a, a like, uh, Way Out West by Mae West kind of way. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but... Uh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you know, it's funky, Vegasy, same horn section. Same exact horn part. Kooky little backing vocals. I, I like it. I I like these things. I'm nostalgia for it. You're I, nostalgia for it. I, I, I do, nostalgia yeah. For it. I don't I don't even know uh why am I? There's just something about <clears throat> Vegas schmaltz that really hits me where I live. I love it. What can you do? I don't know. All right. Song number two is Magical Mystery Tour. And that came from the movie soundtrack album in 1967. And I have one cover done by Ambrosia. Oh, damn. Okay. I was I was expecting a different one. Oh, who are you going to th- you Cheap think? Cheap Trick. Oh, right. Yeah. I thought about Cheap Trick, but this. Yeah. So... I've talked about this before, and I asked you if you had it, and I don't remember what you said. Um, the, like, four-album set from uh, All This and World War Two. Did you ever have that? You know, I've never had it. Oh, but you know... You, I know I know about it. Yeah. And, yeah. So, for people who don't know about this, 
<clears throat> it's a movie called All This in World War II. This is a sidebar. It came out in 1976 as a musical documentary directed by a woman named Susan Winslow. And it primarily, it's the weirdest thing. Have you ever seen it? Nope. But my, basically, I only know about it because working in used record stores over the years and perusing the, the wares at the used record stores for decades, yeah. I've seen thousands of copies of it. Right. But that's about as far, that's as deep as I go with this. Gotten, okay. Yeah. So it all it does is juxtapose war footage with Beatles songs. Okay. Wow. I didn't even know that. Yeah. Like newsreel footage. You mm. know, like... Right. Like that. All black and white. I, I think it's primarily black and white. And then all the Beatles songs are covers by other people. <laughs> and it it makes no sense at all. It's a very weird thing. When I was living in L.A., somebody had a copy of it and they showed it at like the Santa Monica something. It was just really weird. Like we were sitting there in the theater like, oh, this, you know, this is going to be great. We didn't really know what it was. And then after 15 minutes, <clears throat> half the people just got up and walked out. <laughs> right. Because yeah. it, it was like, why? What is this? It makes no sense. It's so stupid. So uh, then I find out that um, it was newsreel footage and 20th Century Fox films, like little snippets of weird movies you don't know what they were, in a manner meant by the filmmakers to be similar to the 1975 documentary, Brother, Can You Spare a Dime? And this film was torn to shreds by critics and lasted two weeks in the theater in England before it got pulled out. So there are clips from Nazi Germany, Army newsreels, various films... You'll see uh, Charlie McCarthy and Edgar Bergen, Milton Berle, Humphrey Bogart, Richard Burton, uh, Dwight D. Eisenhower, Clark Gable, Adolf Hitler, Bob Hope, Joseph Kennedy, Laurel and Hardy. Just these weird, random clips, just like thrown together with covers of Beatles songs behind it. It was very weird. <clears throat> so, the film was remade in 2016 as The Beatles and World War II. The and film was remade? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It was it was researched by this guy named Tony Palmer, who had previously released All My Loving, a history of 1960s music in 1968, and the 17-part rock history documentary series All You Need Is Love, the story of popular music. Did you ever see that? No. It was on. It ran on PBS. That's where I saw part of it. So then he remade this disaster in 2016. I haven't seen it. It makes no sense to me. Whatever. So now it's officially released on DVD, so you can see it. But wow, with extras, I hope. With well, yeah, bootleg copies of the film are available from several collector to collector resources, and a fairly high quality transfer is also available as an unofficial DVD release. But just don't bother watching it because it's dumb. <laughs> <laughs> it's, there you go. It's stupid. Siskel and Ebert give it two thumbs down. Two big thumbs down. Yeah. But if you do come across this thing in a record store, I would say, you know, buy it for five bucks because it's worth listening to all, I think it's four albums worth of stuff in there. At I least two. I don't think I could do it. <laughs> it's, it's A bunch of it is a slog, I will say that. But uh, just morbid curiosity... If you want to get down, you know, try it. So I'm going to play this cover by Ambrosia, and then uh, we'll see what happens. Ambrosia! 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 
So, uh, what do you think? Ambrosia. You know, that's a big whatever. <laughs> so stupid. I mean, it's kind of, it's basically kind of similar, but uh, without any mojo. Yeah. There's, there's sort of a, a sterile quality to it compared yeah. to the Beatles. Yes. Very. St- I'd love to know where that horn section is from. I mean, it sounds like, you know, a British Philharmonic, whatever, full of stuffy people playing this stuffy arrangement. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Recorded, it sounds like it was recorded in a Quonset hut. What were they, (laughs) what were they thinking? Who cares? Yeah. It's dumb. All right. But I, I will say again, if you can get your hands on that on that album set, you need to listen to it because it's just fucking crazy. Okay, song number three is Across the Universe. And uh, it first came out on a compilation called No One's Gonna Change Our World, which was a charity compilation in 69. And then they recorded a different version, is that correct? That was on Let It Be in 1970? Yeah, they, they when they were doing it during the Let It Be sessions, which you saw in the Get Back, that, yes. that version, that Nothing's Gonna Change Our World version already existed. Right. And there were a couple of the Apple Scruffs, the girls who hung out outside the studio. Who I know one of them. Well, they brought them into in to sing on that version. The version, they're not on the Let It Be version, but on that version, they're on it. On it, oh, okay. I see, I see. Very interesting. Is there any other gearhead stuff you want to talk about with the original? <laughs> no. Well, um, uh, well, also that, I guess that, the original one that was on the, uh, on the comp album, was also, the pitch was up. Yeah. Like they fucked with the pitch. So he sound, so it sounds a little faster, and Lennon's voice sounds a little more chipmunkier. Chip yeah. Yeah. I think other than that, that's about it. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, well, my friend, the Apple Scruffs you mentioned, my friend Lynn Lavelle, one of my homegirls, she is an Apple Scruff. And when she told me about how she wound up over there, she was like... Because she's an American. Yeah, yeah, she's an American. So she was like 14 or 15. And just like her and her friends, they were like, we're going to go to England and see the Beatles. And their parents were like, all right. And just bought okay. them tickets and just let them go. To London. And just to go run <laughs> around go run the around city and, and, and hunt down the Beatles. And hunt down the Beatles, yeah. And so she showed me, she, she has pictures, she showed me pictures of of her, like, hanging out with John and Paul and, and all of them and just, like, at a diner and just, wow. like, could you imagine? Well, I mean, those were the days, man, when you all you had to do is just go hang out and you'd see them. Yeah. And they would hang outside Abbey Road and, you know, do whatever and... Oh, they're playing here. Run over there, hang out. Right. Like it was right because it was a network. I mean, you know, one yeah. girl would get some in- info and she would rush over and go, "Okay, guys, this is what's happening. We have to go over here. We have to be there at eight o'clock." Yeah, you know, bananas, fucking bananas, crazy. Yeah, yeah. Her pictures are amazing. Well, the only cover that I'm going to talk about here is uh, the David Bowie cover from Young Americans in 1975, and. Uh, yeah. I was kind of I mean it 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 plays with his whole space oddity kind of vibe. Like his choice yeah. and choosing it, so it makes sense to me over another Beatles song, I guess. Right, over <laughs> Act Naturally. Yeah, yeah, well, exactly. Not, not, well that's a cover. Cover, but, yeah. But still. Um but yeah. 
And Young Americans, I like, I, that's not my all-time favorite Bowie album. I like it. It's fine. I like it. Yeah, I like that one. Yeah, you know what? It's funny. I forgot it was on Young Americans. I, I, when you said that, I, I, obviously I'm thinking pinups. Oh, yeah. Right. But I forget. That's right. That's on Young Americans. Young Americans. Not pinups, yeah. All right, so we're going to listen to both of these and then, uh, and then pick a winner. Words are flowing out like endless rain into a paper cup. They slither wildly as they slip away across the universe. Pools of sorrow, waves of joy are drifting through my opened mind, possessing and caressing me. The Bowie cover, I don't know what he was on at the time. Well. Well, I do. We, we know do what, know what he know was what on. We know he was on. Uh, I don't know how much of it he was on at the time. Yes, we do. <laughs> <laughs> You're right, we do. Yeah, whoops. Okay, so we know what he was doing at the time. And how much. And how much. <laughs> and it's so just right out of the gate. It's drama to me. Yeah, I and it was strum and strum and words are floating out. It's just, it's kind, of, it's so over the top and weird to me. I don't like it. I don't. Like I don't it. like that version at all. I think his covers on pinups are really good. Yeah. I think that one is not very good. And and I really was always disappointed that that song was on that album, even though I did just forget a moment ago that it was on that album. <laughs> that, that aside, I did actually know. But no, I was always disappointed that that track was on the album because he had so many of the tracks he recorded for that album. A, a better original track could have been on the album. There, yeah. I don't understand why this was a, like yeah. a tag on, added on. It's uh. It's not good. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, David. The Beatles win that one. Yeah. So, uh, by the way, I don't think we've really been saying, but I mean, the Beatles have been winning. Yeah. <laughs> have, have won everything so far. Yes, exactly. But that may not necessarily that be might, the case. It might not 
throughout the entire episode. I don't know. And this is one of several Beatles episodes we'll be doing because there's so many covers of their songs. I I, I smell a a theme for episode 40. Uh, Oh, yeah. We should do it every 10 episodes. That's a good idea. All right. Song number four is I Want to Hold Your Hand. And that was from Meet the Beatles in 1964. And the cover that I have for it was done by the Melvins in 2018 from their album, The Pinkest Abortion Technician. Now, the Melvins, have you heard this? Uh, well, <laughs> I have been lucky enough so far to not to have it. heard it. <laughs> uh, the, my, my luck ends today. Sorry, Paul. Your luck ends today. Uh, yeah. So... For people who don't know the Melvins... Uh, Sludge attempting to be Black Sabbath. Oh, that's good. I would agree with that. Yes. The Melvins are a bunch of dudes. They're very heavy in uh, heavy metal sense. Like, yeah, like you just said. That's the perfect explanation for them. But but they're not really a... A metal band as you know them. Like they're no. not a bunch of dudes in like you know with leather jackets and spikes and shit. No, they're they're like late eighties or they're like early nineties kind of punk slash sort gru- of grunge yeah. sort of the way they, the way they present themselves. Cells, yeah, more I'm more punk. Like that's their origin. Yeah, punk. yeah. Um, but they play this super heavy feeling uh, stuff. So, um, uh, what do you anything you want to say about? I want to hold your hand. <laughs> yes. Uh, but I think I think everybody kind of knows this. Though. Everybody knows this song. Is that, is that Bob Dylan thought that uh, I can't hide, I can't hide was I get high. Hi. So that's why when he met him, he's like, hey, guys. And he he, <laughs> he he held up a spliff, and they were like, what's this? Yeah. And, well, changed the course of history. Dylan Ding. changed the course of Beatles history right there. How about it? Got them stoned. Because of a Mondegreen. Now, be- yes. And open up their doors of perception to yeah. a whole new world. Yes. Oh, wow. Yeah, I forgot about that. All right, so now we're going to listen to uh, them back-to-back. I'm going to torture Paul, and then we'll come back with a winner. Oh, yeah, i tell you something I think you'll understand And i say that something
50 seconds. 50 seconds. And that was because I had to, you had to get to the chorus. Right. So, uh, I kind of like that Melvin's cover. Well, I don't like it. Um, like, it's not something I would want to listen to, but I mean, I don't necessarily think it's bad. No. I think it's good. It's not badly done. It's just not my steez. Yeah. And it, it reminds me of something that tragedy would have done. Would do. But Ish, less fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a punkier, grungier version of what tragedy might do with it. Yeah. Maybe. Definitely. Um, that the way that they fucked with the cadence. Yeah. The dun, 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 dun. And they, well, they also added. Yeah. You know, they didn't just, just do a dun, They didn't just do a, a typical three. Bum, bum, bum. They would. They added a couple of there, just kind of fuck you up a bit. Yeah. It was very druggy. Yeah. Um, but I like it. I actually listened to the whole thing. Three times. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I, I like it. I'm not mad at it. Right. It could have been a whole lot worse. But shock. Beatles win. Another shock. Hate to tell you guys. I know you guys were yeah. sitting on the edge. <laughs> yeah. And I never, even though I'm so tired of hearing that song, I never get tired of hearing that song. <laughs> The original. Oh, the magic of the Beatles. You know what I even mean? Even when you're tired of them, you're not tired even of them. When, even, it's like, how many times have we heard that song? A billion times. But when it comes on, you still want to listen to it because it's it's just, I don't know. Well, you know what? I think, I, I, I kind of feel the same way, and I think what it is is if I think about the song, yeah. I think, oh, yeah, I don't need to hear that. But if it comes on, I'm not like, oh, fuck. It's like, oh, no, I, yeah. I, I, I listen oh, to this. Oh, yeah. I mean, you just start singing around to it, with it and... It's well, so you just you remember things that you that you've forgotten about why you liked it. Just little details in 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 the way it sounds and just yeah. you know just moments. Yep, it's so happy and snappy peppy and yeah, it snaps you out of a bad mood. It's one of those. It's a sunshiny song. I like it. Way to go, Beatles! All right, song number five is "Fool on the Hill," another magical mystery tour song from nineteen sixty seven. And this cover is done by the Four Tops from the album Four Tops Now in 1969. So, I have to say that I really don't like this song, Fool on the Hill. No, you don't like Fool on the Hill just generally. Just in general, yeah. Really? I I really like this song. Well, you you know what? I don't know if it's that I like the song. I really like that track. Yeah. There's a there's a there's a vibe and a and a and a thing to that song from from the album from the Beatles album uh, as opposed to covers that I like. I think it's I mean I I like the lyrics it's a great idea and I like the vocal. The instrumentation is fine, but it's just something I don't know when it goes off on that long bridge, you know, round and around and na, 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 with the recorder. And the recorder and it's just it's too much before it comes back to that verse. I think if he cut that down, I'd like it better. But I, yeah, his vocal, you know, especially nobody gets to, I, I love it. I love that, but I'm just, I don't know. I'm not also, I'm not a big fan of that album in general. Really, I really love that record. I mean, it has, it has one of the biggest clunkers flying, but I mean, you know, whatever. Yeah. It, uh, I don't know. It just doesn't, it does not, uh. It doesn't really do it for me. Well, you know what, though? I, I think one of the reasons why I love that album so much is because, I mean, the whole 
all of side two is all singles. I mean, you can't go wrong. I mean, come on. Strawberry Fields Forever, Penny Lane, Hello, Goodbye, Baby, You're a Rich Man. It's just like, oh, okay, well, it's just like, bam, bam, bam. bam. Yeah. You know, I'm the Walrus is on there. Right. Yeah, see, Baby, You're a Rich Man. Oh, you don't like that one? Uh, It's like an annoying nursery rhyme to me. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, what? What What are they singing about? Well, John Lennon wrote the lyrics, therefore he's, they're not singing about anything. Oh, okay. <laughs> he's, just, he's just throwing words, <laughs> words into around, a blender. Uh, but yeah, it's just, it's, um, I don't know. Yeah, uh, there's too much that puts me off that album. But anyway, now we're going to listen and see how they did with this. Day after day, alone on a hill The man with the foolish grin is keeping perfectly still Nobody wants to know him They can see that he's just a fool And he never gives an answer But the fool on the hill Sees the sun going down And the eyes in his head See the world spinning round With a thousand voices talking perfectly loud Nobody ever hears him or the sound he appears to make And he never seems to notice but the fool on the hill How weird is that? Well, you know, what's what's really weird about it? What's really weird is how I feel about this. I it's it's as an arrangement for that song, and as a a version and a performance of that song, it's really weird and kind of terrible. Mm-hmm. But I like. I like the sound and the arrangement of the track. I want that to be on an original song, like a song that I haven't heard. Not not oh. a Beatles song, but like a, a four-top song that's like their fucking song. song. You, obviously, somebody else wrote it, but yeah. like it's their track. Right. Then I would, I would like it, because it kind of has just a little bit of a, a weird fifth dimension meets... Something. ...thing going on there. Like yeah. there's, there's stuff that I like. I just don't like it. Attached to that song. song. Yeah. Yeah, I... When I first listened to it, I mean, that crazy, standard, you know, late 50s, early 60s chorus of, uh, you know, like, shrill-sounding white women <laughs> uh, with... Uh, sounds, sounds like one of those Donald Byrd records from the mid-60s where he would have those sort of yeah, the vocal courses like the weird track. harmonized vocal that's so standard in those Vegasy kind of things. Uh, you know, like Dean Martin had the same kind of shit all the time. 
and it was all that harmonic vocals like that were like super high and shrill and weird yeah. anyway that opening sequence there the first couple of measures i was and i was like did i put on the wrong song what is this this is not the four tops yeah that's just it not only does it not in any way sound like it could be a version of that song it doesn't sound like them them so it's like why is this pinned on the front of it why 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 didn't they just come up because once it's like do 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 and then they go to the funky breakdown well then why didn't you just start that from the beginning why did you have to have this weird i don't well the four tops i mean their parties couldn't have been any fun they were all tops there they had no bottoms <laughs> <laughs> Zing. Zing. <laughs> hey hey um <laughs> no bottoms oh the four bo- they need they, someone needs to hook them up with the, the four, four bottoms, bottoms. <laughs> get that party started yeah. <laughs> the four tops meets the four bottoms. bottoms oh god if you don't know what we're talking about good for you um but when they get to the funk... That's funk-, exactly what we're talking about. Aye, Whoa. Hey! 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 <laughs> Zing number two. But when they get to that snappy, peppy, funky thing, the brass, it's very pet soundsy to me. Kind of, but in a, in a like, you know, we're doing a TV appearance on the Andy Griffith show. Not Andy Griffith show, I'm sorry, the Andy Williams, Williams. show. Yeah. Kind of version. Like you know? that, okay, that's it. That opening shit, that's yeah, like Andy, an Andy Williams, Williams to the bone. Yeah. yeah. And then, uh, well, we gotta... We appreciate your Negro sensibilities, but we gotta keep it kind of crackery here. You know? Right, because that's who we're really hoping that's to sell these records to. That's the audience. We don't want... Yeah. To, uh, and how do you feel about this picture of this white woman for the album cover? <laughs> <laughs> well, take it! Yeah. yeah. Um, very weird, but... Um, yeah, so the Beatles win that, of course. Yeah. Even though I'm not a fan of that song or that album, really. All right, and we got song number six. This is a very quick episode. Uh, (laughs) Song number six is Get Back, which was on Let It Be in 1970. Do you remember the B-side of this? Don't Let Me Down. Ding, 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 ding. There we go. I I was paying attention this time. Okay. (laughs) All right, and the cover that I have is by Ike and Tina Turner. They released it in 1970 on their Working Together album. You ever hear that? Yeah, you know what it looks like. <laughs> yeah, the, 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 uh, the profile's cover, that's what it is. Yes, like. yes, yes. Um, now, you know, Get Back. It's a great song. I love this song. And now we've all seen it being created out of thin air. Out of thin fucking air. Yeah, yes. Yeah. If you have not watch that documentary you better get on it people because holy shit it's amazing the song yeah. we've been singing for 50,000 years and we get to watch them just literally pull it out of thin air out of thin air amazing yeah Ugh. astounding um yeah and uh well there's another cover i could have played sort of from the soundtrack of Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band. Billy Preston? <laughs> Billy Preston, yeah. Um, so great. And it was so great as him him being Sgt. Pepper in that movie. Oh, so awesome. Anyhow, is there any gearhead stuff you'd like to say about this? Aside gearhead from what we saw? stuff? No, I mean, anything that anybody wants to know about that? 
it's it's in that <laughs> documentary we just it. watched. I mean, I can't tell you anything. Yeah, it's pretty, pretty astounding. <laughs> but um, I will tell you, though, that one of the reasons why um, it was so immediately in my head that Don't Let Me Down was the B side of that is because I remember when I was a kid, my uh, the Bertolino side of my family, my dad's side of the family, I had lots of aunts and uncles and they had lots of records and they were teenagers and there was a copy of the single of the get back single there and we would listen to it all the time i just remember i have this memory of sitting in my aunt vivian's room with my uncle dino and playing that record and i remember playing don't let me down and my uncle dino after about halfway through the song just kind of going Man, this dude does not want to be let down. <laughs> <laughs> this dude. Man, this guy. I don't know if he said dude or guy because it was probably it was the seventies. Yeah. He goes, but man, this man, this guy does not want to be let down. <laughs> <laughs> don't let him down. Man. Wow. No. <laughs> so I just always every time I hear that song, I remember that. Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> man, this guy's got a bad. Well, this Ike and Tina Turner version. It's um, it's like in Tina Turner, you know. It's bluesy, it's you know electric guitars and her gravelly vocal, and it chugs like a freight train. It is what you expect it to be. So now we're gonna listen and then um, pick a, a winner. <laughs> Where you want to belong 
love the Saikantina version. It's great. It's really good. Um, I don't know how many takes it took to get to that, but whoever was shaking that fucking shaker, their arm must have fallen off. <laughs> yeah. That's a lot of shaker in there. Sorry. All right, Paul just on, took on, out. This is on, subj- on, on topic, off topic. This 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 great Billy Preston oh poster from this album. Oh, my God, that's so great. Yeah, it is. Oh, shit. The Billy Preston, it's my pressure. My pressure. My it's pressure. my pressure. It's my pleasure. Yeah, it says his cover is Billy Joel cover. <laughs> no, it's my pleasure. I'm gonna, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to take some pictures of this and post them. Yeah, it just it has this great, great poster of, of Billy at the piano. That's just like a great, it's that's really a great. really great picture. I wonder who took that. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah. So, uh, I, I really like the Icantina Turner version. Yeah. Do I like it better than the original version? I don't know. Maybe it's a tie for me. Well, you know, I, I'm kind of surprised that there weren't any versions of any covers on this that, that weren't better. I mean, because you know, there are some Beatles covers that I like better than the Beatles versions. Um, none of those popped up. But I will say that this is the one that came the closest. Yeah. Like, every, every all of the other ones, like, Night you know, like the Grand Canyon <laughs> between. is between the Beatles version and the cover. Whereas yeah. this one, you know, you could just, like, reach right out and touch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, it's pretty, it's pretty damn good. It's, yeah, I like it. It's a tie for me. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm going to go Beatles, but, I mean, pff, yeah. she's, you know. Because just imagine, much. you know, they call in Billy Preston for that session and then he's like oh yeah did you know that Ike and Tina were in ta-? like imagine if Ike and Tina Turner were in the studio with them right and did this song with Billy Preston oh my god that would have been yeah. mind blowing and they would have and the Beatles would have oh, gone for it they would have loved it completely yeah, yeah. they would have just like said you, you guys do you guys it. just do it yeah fine you know we'll sing something <laughs> Gee, wow that guy really doesn't want to be let down. Yeah, man, that guy just really does not want to be let down. <laughs> That's funny. Don't let me down. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so um, that's it. That was song number six. This is the end of episode number 30, otherwise known as 29.1. <laughs> uh, podcast is officially over the hill. Over the hill. It's old now, yeah. Uh, can't. It's too old to have a baby. And, uh, yeah. All the eggs are dried up. So, thank you for listening, everybody. And I hope that you enjoyed it. And, uh, yeah, so this will be the first of other All Beatles episodes. Because, like I said, there are 89 million covers. And I could have done more than one cover for each of these songs. Oh, yeah, you could have done 100 covers for every song. But I just wanted to pick something that was either completely off the rails, or which most of them kind of were. But, yeah. So I mean Ambrosia. Not the Ambrosia sounding like Ambrosia. Isn't terribly different from the cheap trick version. Right. Yeah. And like. Or from the Beatles or version. From for the Beatles that version, right? So there's a lot of that because again, I've said it before, and I'll say it again, and I'm going to keep on saying it until you get somebody like Easy Star All Stars to cover your shit everybody's just going to basically do the same thing with very little tweaks. But when you turn it into a reggae song, 
It's, then it just sounds like every reggae song. <laughs> then it sounds like every reggae song. <laughs> Roll up, man. Roll up for the Mr. Man. Yeah. Well, <laughs> man. Well, they did cover. Uh, what album was it? Easy Soul R Stars. Now I have to look it up. Uh, I've talked about Easy Star a million times. I really enjoy them, and I have friends in that band. Oh, it's um, Easy Stars, Lonely Hearts Dub Band. Oh, shit. <laughs> That's what they call it. And they have a bonus track, so they do um, they do the whole album, and then uh, with a little dub from my friends and Kaleidoscope dub as the extras. But I like it. Not just because I know my friends are in it or whatever. I, I, you know, Paul hates reggae. We've all established this. I like reggae, not all of it, but the better, my favorite easy star is Dub Side of the Moon, (laughs) which is just fucking genius. And then my second favorite is Radio Dread, where they do Radiohead. Oh, jeez. It's so good. Oh my God, it's so good. Now we need OK Dub Pewter. (laughs) Well, that's what they do, OK Computer. Oh, they do do? Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess, yeah. If, if you're doing Radio Dread, what the fuck else would you do? Yeah. And it's genius. Toots and the Maytals. Oh, it's so fucking great. So, yeah, go out and listen to that. So, yeah, the clunker for me is the uh, is the Lonely Hearts dub band. But, um, but, yeah, they're good. Easy star. All right, that's it. That's really the end. Thank you for listening, everybody. Happy motoring. There was a video show that was on every Tuesday that that was a local show. Well, it was done in Carmel. It was sort of like one. I think it was like an early Mike Nesmith kind of production. It oh. was part of his early sort of road to MTV thing. Yeah, called Pop Clips. Oh, Pop Clips. Yeah. Oh, they did a Pop Clips thing. Huey Lewis. No, no. Like they used oh. to play the video for Sooner Old. That like before you knew who they, like and yeah. I mean like Huey Lewis had a mullet. You know, with the white suit coat, they're on the beach. <laughs> Sooner or later, later. When. yeah. And um, yeah, that was that was like before they were a Anything. hit band. They were just sort of they were just like a local California band. Right. And I remember the the VJ on that <clears throat> show said they call they they call their music California punk. California punk. Yes, California punk. <laughs> that was the name of. That was what Huey Lewis were billing themselves or th- themselves at musically as musically at that time. Because I think they thought they were New Wave or Punk or something, you know. Okay. Yeah, I remember Pop Clips. Wow. That is bananas. <clears throat> are we ready? We are. We're rolling. Oh, we're rolling ours ball now. Yeah. All right. Hey, everybody. We're back. <laughs>